0: Hi there, this is Sherri Lee Myers. Welcome to How to Connect with Angels. We created this podcast because we believe that no matter what, every person has the love and help of angels, God's messengers. Angels are everywhere, if we are willing to ask. That's what our film, The Glitch, is all about. Visit us at theglitchmovie.com and sign up for our newsletter about our future filming here in New Orleans. But now. Right now, let's talk to someone who is devoted to helping us make that divine connection. Dr. Ruth Anderson is a lifelong student, teacher, and international best-selling, award-winning author. She retired after a satisfying and worthwhile career in special education and public school administration to embrace her second calling, that of an intuitive reader and healer. After becoming a reverend of the Church of Inner Light, Ruth was given a ministry to witness and participate in the healing of souls with and without bodies in the ethereal realm called Open Clinic. She is author of One Love, Divine Healing at Open Clinic, and Walking with Spirit, Divine Illuminations on Life, Death, and Beyond. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Ruth Anderson. How are you? I am awesome. How are you, Sherry? I am awesome and I am awesome for meeting you. Mm. Because you are light and your I you are the out there, you are out there. You live outside Boulder, Colorado. You have devoted a number of years now. I mean, if you've come out of a life in as an educator, right? Mm-hmm. And then you moved into this. I'm, I'm going to say to everyone, this is an extraordinary person, Dr. Ruth Anderson. Dr. Ruth Anderson has an incredible book out called Walking with Spirit, Divine Illuminations on Life, Death, and Beyond. She is a paradigm shifter. She is a healer. She has all kinds of incredible tools and she has something called the open clinic so we're going to step to this awesomeness (laughs) that is ruth anderson and ruth anderson what happened
1: in your life good question good i get and i my head still spins when i think about it so i always as a child had some kind of a connection to spirit, but I wasn't sure really what that meant. Mm -hmm. But I knew that um, Christ was part of that, and I knew that the Holy Spirit was part of that. Um, But it sort of stayed kind of tucked away. It didn't um, dominate my life at all, but it was also, it was a moral fiber for me. So I had that consistent thread throughout my life.
0: And you were... Christian, you you were you were raised in a religious family.
1: Um, sort of, kind of. Uh-huh. I've been, I'm more <laughs> religious than than my family. My family has been Methodist all of our lives, which to me feels quite benign as far as a religion goes. Did you say Methodist? Uh huh. Me too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I know um, exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the fifty-nine minute service. I don't care, you know, if it's Christmas or Easter. It's over in fifty-nine minutes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nice. It's good about good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. So,
0: so you you were more religious, and you always has always had this mysterious connection.
1: Yes, and I didn't understand it. But my um, five years ago, my best friend of twenty some years um, started teaching me that I was intuitive. Well, oh. she didn't know she was teaching me that I was intuitive. She was actually dying of cancer and we didn't know it. Oh. And oh. she would come to me in my dreams and give me a gosh, this is what's going on. And then I'd find out in real life it was what's going on. And, um, she died four and a half months after my first intuitive message from her. And, um, it was a shock. We re- none of us knew. That she, including her, that she had stomach cancer.
0: Oh my goodness. Did you ever talk to her about those dreams while she was on this side?
1: No, no, no. because the first dream was that, um, her sister in law called me and told me she was that Sylvia was fatally ill. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh, the next, yeah. The next day, her sister in law calls me and tells me that Sylvia is fatally ill. Oh she, she my had God. Had, Goodness. massive stroke so oh. by, the, by the time I could actually put together in my head what had happened yes. Sylvia was so involved with being sick she yes. was paralyzed half of her body and oh. the stomach cancer was truly totally oh. taking Um so I started working with intuitives trying to figure out what in the world was going on that I was getting these messages from my friend before Before she died and after she died. I mean, Sylvia helped me plan her celebration of life after she was dead. It was the craziest thing. Um, so, So I started taking classes to learn about intuition, and it just struck such a chord with me. And the messages that I was getting, it wasn't just me looking for information. It turned into spirit seeing me as an open conduit, oh. and so oh. I started really listening. And then spirit said, "Write a blog." And I said, "What's a blog?" Uh. An <laughs> <I'm no> old <laughs> woman. I don't know what a blog is. Oh. So, um, I just started writing down all of the things I was experiencing. And then spirit said, "Create a website." Mm. And I said, um, "You're going to have to bring somebody to do it because." I'm not taking time out of this journey to learn how to do a website. So somebody was brought to me. And then Spirit said, write a book. And I said, I'm happy to write whatever you want me to write, but bring me the person who's going to help me publish this. And that's how my journey has been this whole time. Uh, (sighs) Spirit said, do a radio show. I said, okay, find me one to be on. And within about three months, I was on about twelve, thirteen radio shows. And then Spirit said, "Have your own radio show." <laughs> it just it, you know, everything's almost, almost everything. Spirit says, "I've gone okay. Bring it, bring it, bring it, and bring, and help me.
0: And wait, I, I have to stop right now because walking with Spirit is your radio show. When is your radio show?
1: It's on Thursday nights. Okay." It's- um, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, and it's on International Angels Network. Thursday night, 9 Eastern Time.
0: 9 p.m. Eastern. P- m. Okay. Okay. And it is an hour?
1: It is an hour.
0: And it's a call in first. It's interviews and then it's call in. It's whatever it is. It's whatever. It's whatever it is. <laughs> it's, whatever it is. it's whatever it is. It's amazing. That's what it is.
1: Okay. Spirit, I'm with it and I just keep bending and there we go. Oh, that's it's so, so cool. cool. Yeah.
0: So there you were. You were, you were communicating with your friend, your friend's spirit. You were, you, you were in another realm. You were in the One Love. Where- she
1: was. She came to me. She was in my realm. Yeah. Yes. And then um, I started meditating every day because it felt like home. Mm. I don't know how else to describe it, but it felt like home. So I meditated every day, and then I started really getting downloads of information. And one of one such day, um, well, like one topic will take me two months to get all the information on it. So one such month, um, I kept being taken up to um, this place in the ethereal realm. And to me, it was like being with God. Yeah. Now, I don't view God as like some white old haggard man. That's not what he looks like to me. To me, God is an energy and a huge, vast energy. Um, and I was given the name One Love. Mm-hmm. And I was told it doesn't matter what denomination you are. It's about, you know, it really doesn't. It's okay. about connecting with God consciousness, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, So I was given the name One Love, meaning all God lovers coming together Mm -hmm. to celebrate this, this, and well, it's not an entity, it's an energy. Energy. An energy. And then the other cool thing, which has come around full circle to me, is there's a part of One Love that is like a crystalline mass. It's this huge mass of like crystalline rock, but it's kind of see-through. But there's different colors to it. And if you're familiar with the chakra colors, mm-hmm. when I go up there, in quotes, go up there in meditation, I can go to one of the different colored areas and receive a healing to that color-coordinated chakra. Wow. Wow. It is the coolest thing. And I hadn't seen that for probably a year. And just like two days ago, he was reintroduced to me oh, again. Oh,
0: wow. Oh, wow. Now, can I ask you, do you have any sense of a relationship between the archangels, the colors, the angels? This is this component, this working with angels, that this is this component. That's, of course, the title of this podcast. And you have developed a loving relationship with archangels. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: How did that happen?
1: Well, interesting. Well, first, let me say that as I'm recording this in the room with me right now, I have Divine Mother, Archangel Michael, Gabrielle, Raphael. Uriel, Cassiel and Metatron. And they've been with me all morning because we've been working on this big project. So, they're they're with me here in the room right now. Um the very first time I ever remember seeing an angel, although I might have in my childhood, I I really don't remember. Um was the day I pronounced there is no such thing as angels Whoa. because <laughs> I couldn't see them. I couldn't find them. And all I had seen was like online, these pictures of voluptuous vixens with like Mm. big breasts and deep cleavage. And I thought, no, 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 no. no. Mm -hmm. If that's what an angel is, that just doesn't work for me. So therefore there's no such thing as angels. And that same day, that same morning in meditation, I saw like ridges like it was whitish grayish bluish and it was ridges and I had to step back from it to look at what it was and it was the back of Archangel Michael's wing Mm. (laughs) Mm. crazy but that's how it happened and Mm. then Archangel Michael has been and if you look I, I know you don't have it but the cover of my first book, One Love Divine Healing at Open Clinic, yeah. is what it looks like. It's oh, it's just wow. this close up vision of, of the back of a wing. Oh uh, wow.
0: That's brilliant. That's, that's brilliant. Cool. It's artful. so artful. It's so and and sublime and clean and all kinds of things. Wow, thank you. Thank you. We're cool. going to um keep going back to this. Um, awakening that you had in, that allowed this extraordinary outpouring of this amazing material and experience. Now, there have been two books we've been talking about. And the first book that you are just touching on is One Love, Divine <laughs> Healing at Open Clinic. That's right. Wow. Okay. So you <laughs> downloaded this book. Mhm. Okay. And what happened prior to downloading this book? This finding this one love. Find you you're talking now about finding this experience of God, having this experience in the light of God, right? Mm-hmm. And that it becomes and I'm going to paraphrase and please correct me because I'm only going to paraphrase. You've experienced this open clinic, this
1: place this place of healing. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah, on the ethereal realm. So what I was shown, and this was over like a year and a half. um, What I was shown was this place in the ethereal realm where there were no walls, no boundaries, it just as far as the eye could go in every direction. And souls would show up there for healing. Now, some of these souls were still in bodies. And I could tell that they were still in bodies because as I saw them in soul form, they looked like a um, kind of a vagueish blob of kind of energy. I don't know how else to describe it. Mm-hmm. But the ones that were still in body were white and the ones that were no longer in body were gray and they would come for healing. And I could intuitively read what they were there for. Mm-hmm. And The healing was provided by um, the archangels, Divine Mother, mostly Michael and Raphael, and the Divine Mother. And as I stood there, I was channeling God's divine healing light through my body and out through my hands. I don't believe that I was healing. I believe I was holding space for the healing that was taking place there. And as the souls received healing... Sometimes they were escorted out by an angel. Sometimes they would, if they were still in body, they would fly off back like a dove, like a white dove. They just. Mm. Um, sometimes they would just exit on their own. So I saw so many different episodes of healing and in the first book, I chronicle the different some of the different healings that I've seen. But I have seen thousands and thousands of souls there at a time. Other times I've gone and there was just one or two. So it just, it was like watching a different TV channel every time I walked in. So
0: incredible.
1: No idea what I was going to witness.
0: So amazing. That is so amazing. And that's what you talk about in One Love, Divine Healing at Open Clinic. Yep. Oh my goodness! And you, and on your website and on uh, your web page on our website, we will have all the links where people can go and uh, purchase a copy of, of both 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 of these books. Now you have these two books, and you have a ministry. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to have a ministry?
1: So my, if you will, my business, if you will, my job is called The Ministry, and I have The Ministry Online, which is my website, which is um, Facebook, and my website, social media. Uh-huh. I have The Ministry in Print, which is my two books, and I'm finishing up a third, and Divine Mother gave me a fourth one yesterday. Oh, um, bless the ministry- you. The Ministry on Air is the radio show and some other things that are going to be coming down the pike. Um, and then got some other huge project that Archangel Michael is working with me on that I can't say out loud yet, but it's in line with the ministry. Mm-hmm.
0: And the ministry in in your day-to-day life and in your, in your one-on-one work with people, mm-hmm. tell me what does that look like?
1: So well in my day to day life, I'm a mother and a wife, mm-hmm. and retired thankfully. Otherwise, I wouldn't have time to be doing all of this. Um, so that's kind of interesting raising teenagers in a secular world when I've got you know two arms and a leg up in the ethereal realm. Yeah, <laughs> it's, wow, it's a tricky sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Your children are
0: teenagers.
1: Yes. Wow. Yes. So they they hear all the stories because I want them to have the knowledge of both sides of mm. secular world and the ethereal world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, interesting journey for them that mm-hmm. they didn't know they were going to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But when I'm working with clients and I don't work with clients that often because my my main goal is it's not my goal, it's my calling is mm-hmm. to learn from the archangels and turn that information around and put it out into the world. So it's mostly writing that I do and then the speaking, but um, that makes sense. Yeah. But I do work with clients sometimes. Uh um, When I do, I always invite in the divinity, whoever's going to show up to share information with, with the person I'm talking to. So that's been really fascinating.
0: Well that's what you do when you write. So it's the same thing. It's really sharing. I I I think that's wonderful. I mean I really think it's wonderful and I'm 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 really excited for people to avail themselves of your radio show and of your of your writing because it is a paradigm shift. It is a paradigm shift.
1: Mhm.
0: Yeah. And it is, and it's, and it's a wonderful paradigm shift because one of the things that I want to note about your journey is that, and you have emphasized this, that this is non-denominational. Right. We're in non-denominational territory. What's going on in the world that this is now the time for this opening?
1: I can tell you for me, yeah. It is. I that's, can't speak for everybody else.
0: That's all, that's all we have is just your, your, <laughs> your point of view. So
1: please go. So I'm not going to be political here, but a little bit. When there was a shift in the presidential role, there also was an increase in fear, hate, all of the isms. And I vowed that I was going to have or be a renaissance of one and do whatever I could to bring as much light and positivity into this world because we so need it. Yeah. And so my renaissance of one became the Facebook page mm. of trying to boost people up. It, it I'm driven yeah. to try to make a difference for the people in our world that are struggling.
0: Yes and people need to see a message of hope right back to the angels mhm please um your your experience now with the angels is so powerful and connected and um affirming and do you ever feel overwhelmed
1: <laughs> um <laughs> Every once in a while. So, an example: mm-hmm. two thirty this morning, my dear friend who's traveling texted me. She's in Norway. She didn't realize what the time was here, right? So, mm-hmm. but it woke me up. And as I was awake, I felt Archangel Michael in the room, and he was giving me a clearing. Of energy that was going to be slowing me down in this major project that we're working on. Oh, so and then I got this download of ideas of things to do. So you know, I get up and text it to me so I wouldn't forget them. So you know, there's times like that that I think, okay, you know, Michael, you really could have waited till seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, But the funny thing is, when things like that happen. I'm actually not tired. I'm, I'm revitalized and sure. energized because Metatron, that's, that's his role is to, I mean, it's almost, it almost feels manic sometimes. And I'm not a manic person, but the energy that he is providing me to get things done in a timely manner because it's so important that things get done now. And I don't really know exactly why, but there's a reason.
0: Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. I it's mean, that's important. A
1: metatron, so.
0: Yeah. That, I, I, I love that. I love that description because no, it's not manic. It is urgent. <laughs> it's urgency. This is what urgency feels like. It's not manic. It's not crazy. It's right. urgency. And it's the power of now and the right. power of getting it done without thinking, Oh, you really? Mm, it's going to be hard. Mm. <laughs> well, right. So, honey, I I just wanted to hearken back to, and I don't remember if you said this before we started our our interview or not, so I'm going to bring it back up again. But you said every step of the way when you heard Spirit saying, okay, um, time to do a radio show, you said, okay, bring me. Yes. The people (laughs) who do radio. And there you are, you had 12 radio, within three months you had interviews on 12 different radio shows. Right. So you struck out, you know, you heard the calling and you put out both your hands and your heart and you said, okay,
1: let's work together on this. Mm -hmm. I don't always have patience, actually. (laughs) nor nor i <laughs> sometimes it's like Gabrielle, come on i seriously i need this right now yeah, so i'm not always patient about it and i think it's because they do have such a fire lit behind me mm. that i don't have time to mess around with you know okay
0: so here's a big question why is it so important that your um, the information that you've been that you've channeled and the information that's come through you all of this why is it So urgent now.
1: My main message, after all of it gets sort of boiled down, is that spirit is there, willing and able to connect with each and every one of us. And all we have to do is reach out. And they're right there. And that is the entire message. And I think there's just such a need across the world for people to know you are not alone. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. you're going through, yes, is difficult, but you're not alone going through it. Because
0: because you're not alone because we have our angels?
1: Yes, they're right there.
0: Who would dream that they would have dreams about their best friend going through this terrible, life-changing journey? Mm -hmm. And there you are receiving the messages about that and her whole transition from here to there.
1: Right.
0: Now, let's talk about that for a moment.
1: So her actual transition, I was with her yeah. when she passed, and she didn't go anywhere. It was weird because I was in California with her when she died. I flew back home to Colorado, and she's in my home. <laughs> and I, I said to her, you always have a home here. Aww. You- Absolutely. Stay as long as you want. And she was in my home for about three, three and a half months. Mm -hmm. And then as my skills were increasing, then I think maybe she saw I was okay, or she realized she was okay or something, but Mm -hmm. she finally, finally went. But in meditation, I have been taken to where she is, which was the best gift ever. So when we die, we go to a resident, residential hall. It's massively huge, seven levels of it called the Cathedral of Souls. Mm. And one of the um, meditations, I was taken to a particular level of the Cathedral of Souls, and Sylvia was there, as was my grandparents and my cousin and my oh. friend. It was the best homecoming ever.
0: Wow. Wow. There you were. Cathedral of Souls. So you were taken to the place where she lives, where she is.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And you can go back to that place.
1: I've been there several times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. I've seen each of the different seven levels. Mm -hmm. And um, some of them I recommend and some of them I really don't. Mm. Wow. Do you want to talk about that? Um, There is a hell. I know there's folks that don't believe in it. And yes, there is um, level seven of the Cathedral of Souls. Level six is pretty darn dank. I, I don't want to spend any time there myself either. Um, but as you go up the levels, um, there's increasing light, morality, consciousness, etc. All the way up to level one, which is heaven. Yeah. Wow. Wow and those that's all outlined in the second book walking the spirit
0: now we can pray for those souls that's what appear that's what comes to you doesn't it souls
1: who are am i being too literal here no no Okay. You're, it's very it, you're right um we can absolutely pray for souls just because a soul is in the ethereal realm doesn't mean that they know god right
0: wow right? oh i i it's just that is an, such an interesting, and just makes comp- such sense because we can't all have all. I mean, our work is to re- in this plane is to re- evolve, mm-hmm. and if we haven't been able to because of issues, because of whatever that was, let's
1: you know through prayer here, through prayer there, let's heal that. Yes. Well, the nice thing is there are a gazillion opportunities for growth and learning and healing mm. in the ethereal realm. Mm-hmm. The, the growth is faster here in the physical realm, but it continues in that realm as well. Wow. So absolutely, you can pray for anyone and yeah. yeah. So you,
0: um, you have this question on the back that's printed on the back of Walking with Spirit. Um, which was, what can the spirit realm teach us about life on earth? And this is at the core of why you do what you do, why it's important to bring this understanding through you into the words on,
1: on onto the page and on your radio show. So as we were talking about the seven levels of the Cathedral of Souls, each of those levels is a different vibrant, um, energetic vibration, or different, energetic frequency. So the higher the frequency, the higher you go up. So heaven has a very high um energetic frequency. Hell has and just like sluggish. I mean there's just like no life there whatsoever. And you can take that same those same levels of energy and superimpose them onto the earthly realm. So what that means it follows the bell curve, so that means very small number of people here in the physical realm are functioning at a level one, which is very close connection to spirit, um, very high morality. There is a Christ consciousness in level one. Um, level two is really good, folks. Very high consciousness, um, just doesn't have the Christ connection. Level three and four, level three is is. Really good. I mean, those are your nice, nice people that you want living next door to you. Level four is the majority of souls here on Earth where you've got a lot of good and eh, sometimes a little shady, something going on there. And level five is darker, less morality. Um, Really want to find them on the street at night. Level six is really quite dark. It's your drug lords, maybe serial killers. Um, level seven is those who love the evil and hate humanity. And thankfully, very few, but there are, right? Yes. There are. So what we see is, is the exact same energetic frequencies from the Cathedral of Souls as it is here in the physical realm. So what that tells me, if I'm functioning at a level two, which is really quite high vibrationally, and I want to go into business with somebody, it is not going to be with somebody who's functioning at a level five, because right. the morality won't be there. The alignment mm-hmm. of energy won't be there. Mm-hmm. Wow. And be careful who you marry. Sure. <laughs> Sure,
0: sure. And what does the oneness bring? Oneness with spirit,
1: oneness with self. Mm-hmm. How on- does it change people? You know, I as much as I've got going on in my life, the fact that spirit can give me perspective on what's happening here in the physical realm brings me such peace of mind. Ah, Wonderful. And so you
0: can proceed with peace of
1: mind. Right. That's huge. As a parent, I, I would say to any of your parents out there, if you can connect with your child on a soul-to-soul basis, mm-hmm. it makes all of the daily garbage that you go through with them just fade away. Oh,
0: wow. Beautiful. Thank you. And that's what you look to do every day.
1: I adore My girls. Oh, I completely, I get it. I get it.
0: So with your daughters though, and having this really vibrant spiritual life allows you to connect with them soul to soul and to really be able to stay with that Mm -hmm. in your dealings with them. So nothing is so awful. Right. Between you. It doesn't get, because it can get so dramatic with teenagers. You
1: know, it, it, when you're working soul to soul, it really doesn't. Ah, there you go. See? Wish I'd known that before. <laughs> I know.
0: I know. And it's really wonderful advice. That's really wonderful advice. Now, I'm going to venture that your girls are not necessarily spiritual-seeking, are they? Do they meditate? Do they do things? Mm. No,
1: they don't, but yeah. they will come to me and say, can you read my energy with a friend? Ooh. Because this is going on and I just need to know how they feel about me. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so they don't seek it outwardly, but they mm. will ask for verification. That's so. so neat. And I really hope everyone
0: who's listening to this takes this gift and opens this present of Dr. Ruth. Uh, sorry, don't say doctor. Ruth Anderson. <laughs> Ruth Anderson. Ruth Anderson, my goodness. Just light up your life and um tune in. Tune in. Tune in on Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Okay, Ruth. Thank you.
1: Oh, my pleasure.
0: If you benefited from this show, please, for heaven's sake, share it. If you want to hear more, go to theglitchmovie.com forward slash podcast guests. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening.